0: Right,
1: uh, right, welcome guys. Here we go. Week 13 of uh, the away end. Week 13. It's, it's make it sound like Big Brother, mate. Right. Episode 13.
0: 13. You know what I'm saying, guys. <laughs> and we had a little hiatus last week, but um, we, we're back. We're back roaring. We're going to go for some uh, some of the Prem games from last week. We're going to have a little look forward to uh, some of the other games coming up next week. And uh, international break this week. I've kind of got into it so Jimbo Wait, down in London? Me?
1: yeah there you go there we are
0: <laughs> Jimbo down in London what do you think mate what's what's coming up on your radar I mean I know you watch some international football um, you're more of a lover than me so go on mate
1: I can already feel my back straining mate because we're gonna have to carry this episode with no guest. feel the, the pressure building on my shoulders already oh it's gonna be hard work this
0: gonna be mate it's gonna be it's gonna be hard work and it's gonna be hard editing for you pal we don't edit anything out guys it's it this is all just straight straight talking isn't it mate um i'm also I we fucking
1: got... wish <laughs>
0: <laughs> we got a little bit about like uh, there's a lot of talk at the moment coming about um five subs coming back because of like injuries like a lot of muscle injuries with players and the e- efl actually confirmed last week that they're gonna bring back five subs going forward for him i think after this international break so like i don't know like i personally think like it could be a good shout but also in that respect i'm a united fan and we've got we've got enough we've got five subs which i'd be happy to bring on to replace every single week and injuries permitting like that would be a thing going forward for quite a lot of the big clubs so again as Mm. i always say big club snob but um you're you're kind of a big club, club snob, anyway, Jim. So, but
1: what do you think, mate? Don't fucking drag me down. <laughs> you know, really. uh, are we in it now? I guess we're in it, right? We're doing it. We're doing the episode, right? This is the, this is the conversation now, right? Okay. Oh, Intro section's finished. You just, um, I was thinking about this today, and I was kind of like, every team should have like five people they could bring on in any situation, but like obviously that's not how it is. Some teams are really scraping the barrel. But then I was thinking, every team has like youth players. They should, there should be enough people that you could bring on. And like, say you're winning, a, say you're a shit team, but you're actually winning a game quite comfortably, just throw a U on. Like, you know, instead it's not, instead of throwing them on in the FA Cup or the Europa League, maybe you throw them on when you're 3-0 up and see how they get on in for like the last 10 minutes.
0: Nah, I agree. Like, I, I do think that happens, definitely. A, 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 a club, say, for example, like a club like last year, like Norwich tried to bring quite a few youth players through and um, and like, but that again like that backfires quite a bit like if for yeah. example if you if you're if you're a small club and you think like oh my academy is mint and like don't get me wrong there is clubs who come up and like Southampton for example they have a really really good youth policy of and I'm hearing that Harstel is just like bringing a lot of them players through and trying to when you have like 18 to 21 where them like the under 21s under 16s under 18s like they're kind of players are being brought on a lot by him they said but i don't know i think for united from our last lineup we had cavani pogba van der beek matter that's just attacking talent that i can think off the top of my head uh what's his name the, the other lad the striker um igala yeah like i don't know like for me it's a massive plus because i'm thinking yeah we can bring on five players that Probably equally as good as our starting eleven. Whereas, for example, my mate Alex, Newcastle fan, is he or
1: Fulham or something like that? Or
0: Fulham, that. Yeah. yeah. Are they going to be happy with United being able to smash on five starting eleven players? Like,
1: I mean, it's difficult because, like, I get why they're doing it, and it's obviously to save injuries and that and, and this. But like, because you've got five subs available, doesn't mean you have to use five subs. Yeah, no, that's true. We had five subs. When was the five the five sub thing? Was was that towards Just, like... the end of last? The season. Yeah, just for but, corona, yeah. right? for like the rest- restart. Yeah, so restart. like there were so many games when Mourinho just used three subs and that was it.
0: Also, was that just because your fucking squad was ravaged by injury after <laughs> during project restart as well? I don't know. Yeah, I don't I think, know. <clears throat> I think from my perspective, I'd be happy, but yeah, I think a lot. I mean, of it- what you
1: got? Bo- what you could boil it down to is like, there's people's careers on the line. Like, yeah. And people are getting injured and like physically hurting themselves. I wouldn't not do it just because the smaller teams don't have the capability to bring on all five subs.
0: I think that I think that's a pretty good conclusion at the end of the day. They're still play there's still people are still players and it's their career at the end of the day. Like we haven't really had enough of a preseason. We haven't had any real break. Like some if you're playing in Europe, like City and United, where like their players have been playing technically in this season when you guys are playing like qualifying for Europa we had literally just finished for mm. Europe so it's like yeah I do agree 100% with what that's good conclusion there Jimbo mate I think that's thank you mate you know if it's if it's their careers at this at stake
1: I think that's the nicest you've ever been to me on this podcast <laughs> that's lovely right so on to
0: go on then let's get the nemesis. sand let's get
1: the sandpaper out mate Here yeah my
0: nemesis but this I'm um, like I said I'm gonna. I said before this, I'll do a self drag, mate. I think I, I really, I've, I've kind of enjoyed it. I enjoyed England Island just because we did look kinda good, and he didn't play like the boring same eleven that I've say seen. Say it, probably. mate.
1: Say it. Say it.
0: <sighs> okay, right. Jack Grealish was sick, <laughs> and I hate to say it. And anyone <laughs> who's listened to this podcast or been on the podcast knows my opinion on Jack Grealish, and. I'm still backing it. I'm still saying he's not a 70 million pound player. I'm not, I still don't think United should have paid 70 million for him in summer, but he was sick the last two games that, that little flick against Belgium. Oh my days. That was, yeah, just filth. that was Phil. <laughs> um, it's
1: probably the, I think it's the first time we ever tweeted anything off the Twitter account. Like as it was happening, That wasn't like podcast al- album artwork. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but t- yeah. tell me, mate.
1: tell me, um, how does that humble pie taste?
0: Yeah, mate. I said, I said before, didn't I? I'll eat. I'm not a proud man. I will, I will eat that humble pie, big and proper, <laughs> mate. I'd, yeah, He's, he was good. He was really good against Belgium. Like Jamie Redknapp was just absolutely gushing over him after the yeah. after the game. He was. Well, mate, he
1: deserved it. He was fucking. He was lively, man. He was all over the shot. Yeah, I and rate I, him.
0: And I think also like he was saying, which is pretty good comparison. I thought with um he's one of them players that which i hadn't seen all the time when he played last season after project restart and uh, and this season like that he he is pr- so direct like mm. he literally just gets the ball and before you know it he's in on the back four and he's just running up defenders and you're like red was saying you bring him on with tw- half an hour 20 minutes left in a big tournament fresh legs against a defender that's knackered mm-hmm. he re- he really could be uh, someone he should... does that thing, doesn't he, where he, like,
1: <clears throat> he receives the ball and then he, like, turns. I don't know how to describe it better in audio form, but he, he brings the ball into him and he pivots his body around the player. But he does it in such a way that it, it looks absolutely effortless. Yeah. He did it. He did it so many times in that game. I think the commentators, like, picked up on it, but, like, it was great.
0: It's, it's just because
1: it also as well, he's
0: a skinny guy, or he looks quite skinny, but also he's, like, his legs and stuff and his... Like, he is he is built as well. Like, I think there was a stat. Um, I think I, for Project Restart, he was literally, like, the most fouled player through the whole of, whenever it was, like, the last, was it nine games? Yeah, nine games. Like, he was the most fouled player. And he's up there with the most fouled players this season because, like, he encourages that kind of rough-and-tumble kind, of, uh, kind of football, doesn't he? He loves a bit of a... He loves getting into players and stuff. So yeah. And he's a bit
1: of a cunt, mate, so that probably helps. Well,
0: you know... I mean, I, I am going to say it's quite right?
1: satisfying getting your legs in on him. Do
0: you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I am going to say one thing. His hair looks fucking stupid. <laughs> it's you know. daft, isn't it? Well, whatever, whatever. More on the negative side of international football, which I'm going to point out, was... Right, of course. nation, Of course. <laughs> Nations League, right? That whole thing was set up. They were like, oh, it's going to stop boring international friendlies. Why on Wednesday, was it? Was it Wednesday or was it Thursday? Now it's now it's Tuesday. Sorry, Port, <laughs> Portugal seven, Andorra nil. What, who wants to see that? Why? Like the, the whole point. Portuguese of they, people.
1: She,
0: well, <laughs> well, they don't even care about it. It's like when United, when um, England used to play San Marino, and we would spank them four nil, five nil. Who cares? Not me.
1: They haven't, they? haven't San Marino just won two games back to back for the first time ever?
0: I think so, mate. I think yeah. I did hear something about that on uh, on the old yeah, yeah. Uh, Reddit, I think it was.
1: Yeah, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess you can't avoid those situations because you have got to have a group phase and you've got to give smaller teams an opportunity. But...
0: Yeah, but this, this wasn't even Nations League. This The whole point, they, they were, like, friendlies. The England-Ireland oh, okay. and the Portugal-Andorra yeah, yeah, yeah. game were, like, friendlies. The whole point of Nations League was, like, we're stopping them. We don't want them boring friendlies. If you're going to play a Portugal game, like, can't Portugal play, I don't know, someone who's not... They're not just going to absolutely spank. Like, the other games were actually, like, half-decent. England-Ireland, uh, Wales versus uh, USA. But there was just, like, some games. That
1: just, yeah, but I... I, just, I thought it's just popped into my head that maybe it's a geographical thing because of covid no, but was wales, play, um... wales usa wasn't geographical no that's true but then we're, we were supposed to play someone else for we? and it got it got cancelled if i made that up
0: oh yeah actually we were meant to play italy i think as well yeah
1: yeah and I it got that, like yeah, cancelled right, yeah
0: actually yeah. doesn't matter mate doesn't matter but that was that was my, my that was my little moan about international football. But overall, this this uh, international breakout, I kind of got behind it. I mean, you know, this is EP one in lockdown, isn't it? Lockdown two point or whatever. So I sort of feel like nothing else we can do is there than sit in and watch sports. Last time we didn't have shit to do, so mm-hmm. now at least I've got sports to watch, right?
1: Yeah, but I think it's also maybe like it's because it's the only thing on, isn't it? We've been absolutely spoilt with football over the last couple of months. Everything's been on, mate. Like international breaks, Premier League, Champions League, Europa League—it's all been condensed into this like really small period. And then suddenly you've got a couple of weeks with nothing on. You're probably going to enjoy anything that is on the box, you know. True, man.
0: Anyway, right, we crack on. Another another very interesting game, which. I wanted to be more interesting, but I'll break that down in a second. But France got beaten 2 0 by Finland. And me and you were talking about it off air, weren't we? And we said, like, uh, you well, you said that uh, Finland had been talking about a game which they drew with Spain like four or five years ago. And, like, well, I said, because Finland, no offense, no Finnish people are going to be listening to this, I don't think. But all I've got is reindeers and ice hockey in it. Like, they ain't got anything else to, to be living for, like, sports wise. You name a
1: Finnish footballer.
0: Uh... An old one, maybe. Uh... I don't think I can.
1: Oh, I know one. Played in the Premier League last season. Who? Timo Pukki.
0: Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about him. I was thinking anyway. about our mate Will, his favourite player of all time, John Riise, but he's Norwegian, isn't he? I think, not Finland. Uh, okay. That was all that was popping in my head. Anyway, uh, big game, big game. Finland, two debutants as well scored, which is pretty crazy for like... An international game, I guess. Again, friendly, so it's sort of like France. I mean, France had a fairly okay team out, but then yeah. every, everything I've just said is going to be completely blown out of the water because then they went and beat Portugal one 0 on Saturday, and they qualified for the Nations League. No bother, and knocked out Portugal. They won't go into the Nations League. He was the hope who won it last year, so it's like. France, they don't, they just don't give a shit when it comes to friendlies, and then they're like, oh, right, this could be some silverware, or we'll get on this.
1: Was the team really different that
0: played the friendly? No, it wasn't like madly different. And to be honest, like they didn't have, um, they didn't have Mbappe playing, so like it wasn't like they just had like loads of different players that came in. I think the team was fairly similar, but
1: I see why they won. Soko didn't play in the Portugal game.
0: Ah, right, that's what that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Kante who played and then Kante scored. Um, (laughs) Another thing which I saw, which is pretty crazy, just going on to more bullshit, but the Euros, like if you've seen England are currently favourites to win the Euros alongside... Fuck off. Alongside uh, France and Belgium. We are ahead of Germany, the Netherlands (sighs) and Spain. No chance.
1: No chance.
0: Portugal are the current holders. They're not even... We're ahead of them. And it's like,
1: well, well, we'll get on to England in a minute. Spain, Switzerland, right? 1-1. One, one. Uh, yeah, I mean, there was a slightly
0: special moment in this. I mean, I have mentioned several times on this show that I'm not the biggest uh, Sergio Ramos fan. I think he does the dark arts of football quite well, which I'm not uh, too much of a fan of. However, mm. it was quite funny to see him on, I think... And he, Again, this is his podcast. You can't you can't one 100% guarantee it's facts. I think it was his one hundred and fifteen cap for, for Spain. Yeah. They had two penalties. I always think it's a bit weird when the centre-back takes a penalty, took the first one, smashed it, keeper saved it for Switzerland, took the second one and tried to do a weird paninka chip penalty and basically just chipped it straight into the keeper's arms. I'm watching the highlights. It's about half one, two o'clock in the morning on Saturday. I don't know why I was still up, just fucking pissing about. Because you love international
1: football. Yeah, because I love
0: international football now. And could not stop laughing just because it was Sergio Ramos more than anything. But just trying to paninker it
1: was it like, was it? I didn't see this, was it straight
0: down the middle? No, no, it was it was basically towards the side that the keeper dived on. So
1: they float, they float so slowly, don't they? Paninker it, it kind of the keeper has time to kind of move wherever they need to.
0: Well, the thing is, as well, the worst thing, mate. It wasn't even like... When you're thinking of a paninka free kick, I'm thinking like Zidane in that World Cup final where he literally just pings it off the bar and in. Yeah. It was literally just like chipped it probably no more than like a metre off the ground. And it just basically just rolled into the keeper's arms almost. It was, uh, yeah. It's fucking flaccid. Yeah, flaccid, mate. Completely flaccid. But anyway, yeah, it's 1-1. It was an okay... G- From the highlights I saw, it was an okay game, but that was just my little takeaway because you know i'm not a big fan of bad fans. result
1: for switzerland
0: no to be fair yeah i must admit it. so i think i think they played fairly decent from what i can remember and what i saw but mm. uh onto the big game right mm. which was slightly disappointing as always with big international games including england what do you think mate
1: i think uh i kind of went into it like no expectation of winning it because well, I mean, this is the thing I was going to pick up on, but Belgium has seeded the number number one team in the world at the moment, which I don't really get. Like they're obviously very good, but are they that good?
0: And no, uh, I I agree with you. Man. I don't <clears> think they're that good. I don't think the world. I don't think they're the world's number one.
1: So I had no real expectation of winning it, but first half was pretty dog, wasn't it? The um, Belgium's first goal was quite lucky. I mean, it was a good shot, but like, you know. and it was good. Anyway. it was
0: good build up to be fair. But like, Lukaku actually being like a yeah, yeah. target man up front, and like, but yeah, it did take a double deflection, and it mm. wasn't exactly like <laughs> perfect football. But you know,
1: no, but the second second that free kick was fucking tasty. Yeah, Mister Whippy, mate. Honestly, I
0: mean. Someone said, I can't remember who it was, if it was on commentary or after the game or something, but he said, you've got to be something special to be ahead of Kevin De Bruyne in the pecking order to take a free kick, right? Because <laughs> yeah, that's
1: so true. You, if you can whip it better than him, then Jesus, you're doing something right, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. He looked a bit off in this game, I thought, Kevin De Bruyne. He had a few wayward passes and that. Although,
0: yeah. what I did see was an absolute, probably about about 87th, 86th minute. He picked it up in his own half just off... I think it was off an of England throne or an England corner. I can't quite remember. Mm-hmm. And he literally just ran probably 10, 12 metres and literally just pinged it with the outside of his boot all the way over to... Uh, what was it? Meunier? Uh, Meunier. Is it Meunier? Yeah. Yeah, yeah There yeah, we yeah. go. Ping, pings it over to Munier, And, oh, my God. Like, just... It, it, Like, it didn't even look... It just looked effortless. Like, the guy... Mm. Sometimes you just think... You make football look like so easy. Like, you, we, one of us thought we could just go out and do that on a pitch. Like, we'd, we'd be like, yeah, yeah, I can do that. I'd be
1: on my ass, mate.
0: Yeah. Try it once, and it literally just ends up either, like you said, on your arse or just in the fucking stand. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's mad, a
1: special isn't it? guy, isn't he? But the uh, second half was a bit of a different story, I thought um we looked really good like we dominated everything we kind of bad and boxed in completely it was a bit of a siege wasn't it we were just unlucky to kind of not finish any of the chances we had really no i mean that's kind of that's testament to belgium as well though like belgium defended really well
0: i think that one header from kane in the first half off that corner where lukaku managed to clear it off a line if that goes in that the game's so different. so different at that point isn't it because I think not to detract from England but I do think Belgium sort of when you play the free at the back how they do I think they just kind of thought well we've got free center centre-backs like attack us mm. come at mm. us and there was a couple of times which Lukaku was on the break and uh, Mertens was on the break where they did catch us at you know and did have chances but I do agree with you to be honest England overall looked good Especially <clears throat> Jack Grealish, but you know, we won't go too far into that. Uh, one thing I do want to say, which was to be honest, I like the way that, um, the that Southgate's setting out with 3 4 3. My only criticism is like Walker uh, as a centre back. I saw Walker more going forward than any of our other, like the two holding midfielders of, of uh, Henderson and, and Rice to me. That needs to be someone like Phil Foden or Mason mm. Mount or even he's slightly more attacking, but even like Winks, like I think Winks mm. still is a holding midfielder. Like he took Henderson off to put Winks on. Like I don't think Winks, especially in the second half, to me, I would be, I would have been just taking Henderson or, or Rice off and
1: putting Foden or, or Just Mason fucking Mount. go for it, like exactly yeah. right. I, I did like, say, I did say to like I, I said to my partner when uh, when they took Henderson off. And I was like, oh, "What's going on?" Like, and then saw fucking Winks getting his kit on, and I was like, "Oh my days!" I mean, I, I rate Winks obviously; he's one of one of one of my lot, but like, he's having a torrid time of it at the moment. He's not in he's not in good form at all. Realistically, would you say that Henderson
0: and Winks? You know more than me. I'd say they're quite similar players. Like they're both box to box midfielders, right?
1: Not super creative, but they'll yeah. do a job. Yeah, like, exactly.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I don't know. It's it's hard, isn't it? Because I'm assuming Southgate's got. Quite a few of the prem managers and other managers around the league, like cracking on, saying say, like, yeah. "Don't be playing my boys; the starting all the time." Like, you know, mm. that's obviously why Kane and a lot of the Tottenham lads didn't play uh, uh, like both games,
1: did they? Because, uh, you know, yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say about Kyle Walker. Like, I, he is getting on a bit. Like, let's not forget mm. that. And like, if yeah. he's up and down them wings all the time, on playing at right back, like he might have had, they might have had a message from City or something saying he's got a bit of a, I don't know, like a, a light injury or something. Can you play him at centre back or you? Know, I don't know, do you?
0: Nah, because I mean, at the end of the day, I do remember, like in the World Cup, he played him at right at right centre back as well to sort of mm. when they were playing free to sort of give some more like cover for who was it? It was. Maguire and can't think who else he played at centre back, but it was it was it was Maguire, Walker and whoever else. And he used to just give him some cover because obviously Maguire's quite slow. But mm. really, like when you when one of your centre backs is like, like I said, mostly playing in, in their half. Like I saw at least two or three times when he received the ball in in a forward position. Like, yeah. Mm. I don't know. Let's let's not criticize um... Gareth. He's done a good job, yes. aren't they?
1: He's getting a bit of flack in the press at the moment, I saw. Yeah. A few people yeah. calling him well, out a little bit.
0: Who are the other options for England? Like not <laughs> Pochettino. <laughs> <laughs> you just that. really
1: don't want him to go to United, do you? <laughs> no, I mean, I'll, I'll take him anywhere. Um, I wanted to give out a, a bit of a shout-out. I thought Kane looked pretty good in this game. Yeah. Although, obviously, we didn't score any goals or anything like that. I thought he looked quite lively. And he's him and so Grealish link-up was really, really yeah. like tight, I thought, yeah he's so willing to just take the ball in like dangerous areas and like, I mean, most of the time it doesn't come off, but like he's so willing to just fucking run at people or turn people or, I mean, anytime he had the ball in that game, within a second or two, there was like three Belgian players around him. There was one point when he was kind of through on his own and I think he had like five players around him and he just like was trying to burst through them. And I was like, he's not gonna obviously pay off, but like it's quite admirable to see that.
0: And also I think probably a little bit of like insider knowledge from Aldavarald and, and uh Vertonghen at the back as well. Like they know that he's oh, willing yeah. to he's willing to ping one from anywhere and he has the ability to do that as well. So you've so got like, to get
1: all over him like, Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like there was a lot of there was a lot of Spurs connections, weren't there, in that in that game, yeah, well. yeah,
1: yeah. So, yeah, but yeah. um, Stack looked quite lively as well. Mm. Yeah, pretty yeah, really I, good.
0: I hadn't seen a lot of him for Arsenal because I hadn't seen a lot of their games this season. But yeah, he looked really good. He looked like he was, uh, yeah, looked really good. I and mean, one thing I did think, which the commentators did pick up on a lot as well, was in that first half when you didn't really have an outlet ball because like and McGu- um, Grealish, and Mount are like not mega, mega fast. Same with Kane. If you did mm. have like a Rashford or a Sterling or like you know a Greenwood or someone like that who you could play just ping a ball over the top and see with Alderweireld and Vitonga. like I know um Denier oh uh, yeah yeah or have you say his name uh, and he he has got some pace but the other two are like what early 30s like they could easily Vatonga's 33 I think yeah. and
1: Toby's 31 or 32
0: so easily you get a Rashford or a Sterling or a Greenwood trying to go over the top on them. I think that one, yeah, but then thing... maybe
1: the, maybe they knew that the, that that wasn't an option for us, you know?
0: Yeah, true. Like we just said before, England are hundred percent are not a Euro's favorite. It's fucking ridiculous. Isn't it? Like, don't get me this, wrong i'd love
1: to see it but
0: yeah the amount of times that i've just been disappointed with england that's what's made me disillusioned with international breaks that i can't be asked. i'm like oh yeah no football this week basically but
1: but that's like if you're a fucking i don't know if you're just like this big fucking computer that analyzes football games if you look at that england team on paper it's shit hot it's so good it's just that it, it doesn't translate to like on the pitch
0: but that's what they would. Do. I was listening to um, this podcast just about like how football isn't football manager, is it? And that's the that's the no. hardest part to like translate for a manager to try and get out of a player. Like, why are you sick? But like right now, you are not playing good. Like, like man management. Well, mate, if someone
1: can work that out, then they'll be the best manager in the world. <laughs> yeah,
0: you know what I, mean? I think I think a lot of that is like man management though, and just like yeah, making sure psychology. Yeah like making sure mentally the player is in a good place and is happy like they're obviously more willing to run for you and more willing to play for you if psychologically yeah they're in a good position right so.
1: but I mean you like you've got to think about it as well like everyone has bad days at w- work everyone has bad months at work or bad years like yeah. it could be anything it might be as well you have you have squads of 20-25 players like not everyone's going to get on the pitch all the time not everyone's going to be happy about that and also I know like if you go on any clubs like social media everyone's like buzzing about everything and well happy in that but like there are going to be people who don't like other people who fall out with other people like it's just like any other workplace
0: 100% man right like yeah. at the end of the day it's hard to remember that the players which are getting played absolutely mega bucks are still human beings at the end of the day aren't they like yeah just me and you so
1: well not like me and you me and you're fucking horrible oh mate some of them players are horrible too
0: <laughs> <laughs> I reckon a little quick look back, guys, on what we missed last week, which was a little bit of pressure mounting on Ollie. He managed to scrape out of it, and now I feel like he's got a little week-and-a-half gap where he's sort of been managing to keep his head low because, I mean, it was United 3-1 win against Everton. Bruno Fernandes, United go as Fernandes goes, I'm going to say, from now on. Like, they do,
1: they do, they really do.
0: If he plays amazing... We we look amazing, or we look. We uh, that's an overstatement. We didn't look amazing. We looked good, but
1: he was he was really mint. That's that's very much the trend that I've like, and a few people have picked up on that after this game because if he has a good game, you have a good game. On Ollie, I heard that they backed him. They said they weren't going to sack him anytime soon.
0: Well, I mean, they've been saying that for a good while now. Like, I don't. Mm. I think there was talks before this game about them talking to Potch, Mm. but I think really. I can't see anyone tri- unless someone's doing horrendous, like Real-, Real looking bad at the moment, and there's potential that he, you know, if they did sack Zidane, that he could go there. But I can't see like many other teams, like unless you know it's getting stupid with other teams, like they're they're not going to sack big managers, or they They'd normally leave it till the end of the season. So
1: I know. I think just kind of struck me, and I don't want to go off on about Pochettino for ages, but like, why the fuck is he so like admired? He obviously did bits to Tottenham, and he like really like elevated the status of the club and stuff. But at the end of the day, he didn't win anything, and it's the only sort of in quotation marks big club that he's managed.
0: Yeah, but I think it's the way he plays, the way he gets players to play, like man management, like I said, and also I think like he's he's sort of like quite young in comparison to other managers, and like clubs probably see him as like a five or a ten year plan, whereas with Mourinho or like pep or like not Klopp. see Klopp's like a bit of an enigma like there's a uh, pep pep and and Mourinho like are the two renowned like best managers in the world on the up there at least like but you know if you get their max you're having them for like four or five seasons really like after Mm. that they have a what a sabbatical or they get sick of the club or players get sick of them or some some combination of that isn't it whereas i think with because of Poch's age, I think even if you don't think that, I do think that clubs see him as like a more a long term investment. Whereas with maybe Pep or Mourinho, you're looking at for three, four, five years. I don't know. That's how I've seen it, but maybe not. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Maybe his age comes into it, Pochettino. But I, I don't. If you saw the way we were playing and the le, the like the level of detail, I saw it and analysis, I saw it as a as a Tottenham fan towards the end of his time. It was not good football. Yeah, but like we I had, think... we had like, we had like two and a half really, really good seasons with Poch. He was talking like sixteen, seventeen, and then a bit either side of that. I think. Like the... at the
0: end, like how many of them players, especially players like Alvaro and people like that, how many of them are like fuck him? I don't want to play for him anymore. Like I'm happy then how, how, to like,
1: how is he a long term manager in that case if he can't keep players on site? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like
0: I, I think they see it as Alderfire World. he's a bit of a baby that I've always said like he's what he's do just, you think he yeah he throws his he throws his toys out of the pram do you remember when he first signed for Spurs because basically he 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 was at Atletico signed somewhere he agreed to sign for Atletico after being on loan there and then changed mm. his mind and then came to Tottenham and it was just like he was a bit of like a brat about it then and i suppose like he has he has been like he has been a good servant for you guys he really has but i don't know maybe maybe people i don't know i don't know why i think people just admire the way that poch can make players play and get them to sort of i don't know gel as a team like that spurs team to get to the champions league final like no disrespect but like you beat teams which were well better like in terms of like you said personnel-wise, if you put On them paper, into a, yeah. a computer and analyse them, he got your players playing far better than some of the other players which they played mm. against, didn't they? Like,
1: yeah, it's true. But there's so, so much luck and fluke involved in those, some of those games. I think that was one of the turning points. We're, we're really talking Tottenham now, aren't we? I think that was one of the turning points for Eriksen, I think, after the miracle of Amsterdam, as it's been coined, the uh, second half leg at Ajax feel like that was the turning point for Ericsson maybe in that he was just like you can't play this system of like riding your luck a little bit and there needs to be a more like cemented way of, of, of approaching games but again that's speculation I don't know anyway let's talk about actual football well one other thing which I just wanted to say which was
0: uh, absolutely pulled out of the Sir Alex Ferguson masterclass of just chatting shit after games Ollie after the after the Everton game just came out and basically didn't really want to talk about the performance. He was happy that we won 3-1 and he he made that clear. But also, which is classic Fergie, just came mm. out and went, Yeah, we, we were absolutely screwed. We were like we played in Turkey on Wednesday and then had to play 12:30 on Saturday. And it's just like classic deflection tactics manages to take a lot of the pressure off himself with the result. And then managed to deflect a lot of it and be like, yeah, also we're getting screwed over here. And then he started bringing in like, oh, like we've got to think about players, especially in this time and stuff. And he proper like made him seem, and I I do think Ollie is like a proper genuine, genuine character, but like it just made him seem so much nicer than he already was. And like, I think it was classic. I think he's definitely been on the phone to Fergie. Like, if we win this, what should I say? And Fergie's gone, absolutely hammer the people who do the scheduling. So what and, are you saying?
1: Fergie's the fucking puppet master. Yeah. He's actually still managing United technically. Fergie's, just Fergie's over the still a prince. puppet
0: master. <laughs> um, oh. But anyway, that, that was my little thing after. But um, anyway, yeah, next game was Chelsea versus Sheffield, which was uh, just a blowout. I don't know what's going wrong with Sheffield, man. I, I think oh, mate, I know. I, I, like I said, in we do do notes, guys. So you, I'll I'll tell you that now. But in the notes, <laughs> no, you wouldn't have just,
1: fucking thought <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> I just I just put like I do think like that, that Sheffield United were just based so much on like defensive stability, and this season, like the games which I've seen recently, like they've been getting hammered. Like, mm. and I don't know if that is like just a defense or what. Like they don't have Henderson anymore, and I don't want to like. Just shine that as another United, oh, United point, but um, like I don't know, maybe he did like solidify that defense and sort of make them like, you know, bollock them if we were making mistakes and stuff. I don't know, but I do think they um, they're struggling big time, uh, Sheffield. I mean, know, it's
1: Chelsea they? as well, though, isn't it? Like, yeah, they, I, maybe things are starting to come together for them. That team's maybe starting to gel a little bit, and. and chemistry's there i mean i'm just looking at the stats for that match now sheffield united 29 percent possession in that game
0: werner Ziyech, they're really clicking at the top of the pitch with um kai havart uh, yeah. Mount. and even even when you think about it, they've got abraham and uh Giroud to bring off the subs bench i know we mentioned this quite a lot before the season but if all of them players stay fit they could be doing bits this season they really yeah. could
1: like Anyway, yeah, you not... still got you still got Chilwell and James who were both on fucking spicy form as well. Yeah, bombing down the wings.
0: I there was a I saw a little article from um Leonardo, you know the um the PSG sporting director who basically said like he admitted that he'd made a mistake with letting uh, Thiago Silva go this season because he was like, <laughs> yeah, now I've seen now I've seen his form like we, we maybe should have kept hold of him essentially.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who've Chelsea got them? So Chelsea got Newcastle on Saturday, twelve thirty kickoff. Should be a fucking smash and grab. That I think,
0: uh, mate. I'm hoping Baker, if you're listening, mate, your lads need to do a smash <laughs> and grab there, mate. <laughs> They'll be on about twenty nine percent possession playing them. Bit of Brucey ball. <laughs>
1: <That's> generous,
0: mate. <laughs> um. So next up, obviously, the big game of the of the week of last weekend was uh, City Liverpool, which. It was kind of like the first half was quite good. Pretty high intensity, pretty like back and forth game. And second half was a little bit more subdued. But I mean, the big, big news was uh, KDB missing a, missing a penalty, wasn't it? Which is, I think I, I might be getting the stats confused with Fernandez. I'm pretty sure they said that he hasn't missed a penalty in 16 attempts, I think they said, or something like that. Yeah, I might yeah. be getting Sounds confused with right. someone else, but... I mean, yeah, he normally to, to completely miss the goal entirely was what was what was even stranger. But yeah, mm. you know, all of us. I are,
1: um, go- I did watch this. I have absolutely no memory of any of it though.
0: It first half was good. Like I do, I think it was. I think it was a pretty good game. I must admit. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like I think um, I think they kind of cancel each other out a lot. Like yeah, they both play the same formation. They both have a lot of like. Although, saying that, actually, now I think about it, this game, Liverpool did play a bit more... The commentators are making like quite a big point about it, that it was more like a 4-2-4 formation, rather than like yeah. a 4 where they had like... Um, oh, no, yeah, it was Henderson. It was Henderson. Henderson. Henderson and someone else played in midfield, and it was just like, basically, they were just getting overworked.
1: Uh, Henderson and Wijnaldum.
0: Yeah, Wijnaldum in midfield. But then who else, was, who else is playing?
1: It looks more like a... Four two three
0: one, Or maybe it was four two.
1: 3, so you have got 1, Salah yeah. up top. Then behind him, you have got Mane on the left, Firmino in the middle, and Jota on the right. Yeah, and that's Wijnaldum and Henderson in the middle. Yeah, Roberts, yeah. Gomez, Matip, and TAA yeah. on the right.
0: Yeah. So I guess yeah. So Liverpool played four two three one, whereas City played four three three, and that's when I made the notes at the time, which is basically I thought City in that midfield, that extra body just sort of like managed to not so much like. Save them the game, but I do think it the solidity in that midfield sort of um, sort of helped a lot. I must admit. Yeah. But you know, um, so it's yeah, West Ham versus Fulham, bloody hell! Like, that was that was. I think um, their striker again, uh, Thomas. Obviously, his name Schultzer, the West Ham lad, scored in about the eighty fourth minute, and it was all moisy, moisy o'clock, wasn't it? Again, they were loving yep. it, like. And, uh oh, what's the lad called? Uh, not Declan Rice, the other one. Oh, I can't remember who it was. <laughs> oh, we're fucking all over this
1: shop today. What are you thinking about? sushek Yeah, sushek No, no. I saw, can't remember I saw who. Coup,
0: I can't remember who gave away the penalty, but when I say, what the fuck was Adam Luckman doing then? <laughs> everyone else who's watched the game, seen the highlights, or listening to this right now, will know that, Jesus Christ, yeah, like, Anyone who hasn't seen it, it's a penalty in their 90 plus five minutes, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Adam Luckman comes up. And like we were talking about in the Spain-Switzerland game, he paninkers it. He paninkers it. And it's literally, again, about metre, metre and a half off the ground, straight Placid. straight into um, the keeper's arms. In
1: that time, like, come on. I, I mean, you're, put you're your foot full of When you're Fulham as well, you need like No offence to Fulham, but they need every point they can get. So come away from that game with a point wouldn't have been the worst thing in the world. All you got to do is fucking thunder cunt it into the bottom corner, mate. Just fucking put your foot through it and hope it's on target. It's better than trying to be a cheeky little cunt, trying to scrape a point at fucking West Ham. But like you said
0: as well, when we were off air before, like the fact that there was players all going around him, like, putting their arm around him. Like, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank made the point after it, because he was on commentary, or, like, on the analysis after. Like, no way. He said, it is day. No way A players going around him, and putting his arm around him. Like, they'd be bollocking him. And to be honest, oh, like... Mate,
1: yeah. I agree. I'd bully him off the pitch, mate, honestly.
0: At the time, I suppose, like, you have to be supportive, and I understand that, but it's a mistake that... Luckman's never, ever, ever going to make again, is he? Even if he gets to take a bloody penalty again, he's he's going to be lucky to do that, isn't he? Because so, you know what the funniest he... thing is as well? He actually took the ball off Mitrovic. Mitrovic <laughs> yeah. was going to take the penalty, and he took the ball off Mitrovic and then did that.
1: Yeah, and unless he does something pretty amazing in his career, it's kind of going to be a bit career-defining for him, that, yeah. I think, Unfortunately. Unfortunately.
0: Oh yeah. mate, uh, Alex! Big shout out to you, mate. He got uh, another win for under Moisey's belt, hasn't he? So uh, you know, loving it, loving it, loving it, Moisey. <clears throat>
1: Won't last forever.
0: You hope not, mate. No, I'm I hope not. Right. As well,
1: getting I mean, yeah, us like scraping a win at Fulham because someone took a shit penalty. <sighs> oh. Um, and your your <laughs> lot, final up, mate. West Talking Rock. about scraping um, wins. Do yeah. We, I know. <laughs>
0: my my one point I would make was. I know you're saying this is a scrape, but these are the kind of games that if you even have a chance at winning the league, you got to win. Like, yeah, they you don't you play like great yeah. and you get a one 0 was
1: Grinding out the wins, like, yeah, just scraping by games. I mean, Liverpool did it so much, didn't they? Mm.
0: And they, I mean, this is—I mean, this is not a bash on Mourinho, but it's classic Mourinho, and that's—it's not a bad thing at all. Like. He, these are the kind of games that Ollie is struggling to win. Like probably Potch would still struggle to win now because they were the kind of teams which he would struggle against. Like you know, like I mean, they say that he plays defensive, but you know he does get trophies in, don't he? So you know,
1: they say he plays defensive, but we can't fucking defend. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, it was good. I mean, the the, the goal was good. Um, Harry Kane and it he scores when he wants. But he well lovely little. Lovely little assist from Doherty, who is now got COVID, so won't be available for City at the weekend. which should be a good game, I think.
0: Yeah, well, that's what we we're going to say, won't it? That's I think that could be uh, that could be a tasty looking game coming up. I think um, it'll be billed all this week as uh, as Pep versus Mourinho, like it always. It's any time that them guys face up against each other. But I do think um, I think Bale like coming in, like making a little bit of a a little bit of a change going on, like I don't know. I think, I think Spurs could really could be in a good position if it, if it, you know, if you can start taking wins or at least points in these kind of games. Now, like, it's what you need. With, with obviously is, Liverpool and City sort of stumbling at the start.
1: This is when I, I was like a hellish, like three weeks ahead of us, three, four, five weeks ahead of us. I think in terms of fixtures, um, fucking rotten looking stuff coming up, so if we can take a few points here and there, I'd be pretty happy. But, I mean, the, with the City game, my initial gut reaction is we're probably going to get pumped. But, then, also at the same time, we have turned over City quite a few times in the last year or two, including Champions League, so, yeah, I don't know. If Sonny's on form, I think we'll, we'll, we'll be looking good at this, because he loves scoring against City. Uh,
0: no, I, mean, I, think, I think you guys are actually in with a shout, like, these are the kind of games that Mourinho... He will do it, and we know he'll do it. He'll park the bus. He'll probably play. He will, won't he? will probably play either a Dyer or Harry Winks or a Suzuko or someone like a proper holding midfielder in there. Probably play two of them, and mm. and he and he's happy to do that. And then if he gets a win, buzzing. If not, yeah. then nine times out of ten, I know you're saying you can't defend, but he will have drilled it into them since when they get back from international break, all they will be hearing is defend. This is how Pep's going to attack you. Defend. This is what overloads on the wings. Defend. Like that's exactly what it'll be.
1: I also, I feel like we probably play better against teams that actually come out and play against us, that actually attack. Like, I mean, not to use the United example as as a United game as an example, but when you came out, we just hit you on the break and we exposed you again and again. So I think it's the teams that sit back that we struggle against a little bit
0: more. I think I think United are in exactly the same at the moment like they they look a lot better and a lot more composed when teams attack them and then with the pace that they have like with Rashford, Martial, Greenwood, even to extent Dan, Dan James like exactly the same like they can get in behind teams but they do struggle to mm-hmm. make chances when teams are sitting back but I do think Bale coming in for you lot like that will change eventually like towards the mid-season point he will be that kind of player who can run at a team and still like make a pass, shoot or make an assist quite nicely. I do think even that he's been out for so long and he's getting on and stuff I do think he's still got that quality in him hasn't he to do that kind of stuff and I do think definitely
1: yeah. I think he's got a different set of skills now than he used to but still still looking good I think. Yeah,
0: yeah. Nah, man. I think it should be good. I mean, United have got West Brom, so that's obviously a 2 0 defeat. More <laughs> piled on Oli. Uh, Harry Maguire will probably get another red or some something stupid, and yeah. So I've been got...
1: oozing optimism right now. Yeah, Daniel. I've
0: still not got much confidence. Like even after that win, I think like we said, we'll go as Fernandez goes, and if he ha- if he has a blinder again. Gets an assist, gets a goal, or something like that. I think we're in with a chance. If he doesn't, I think we'll struggle. So Mm. that's my analysis for United game coming up this
1: week. What else we got? We got Leeds Arsenal. Could be interesting.
0: game. uh, I mean, they're they're very both of the ways that they play are very similar in it. Like in terms of like uh, trying to keep possession and trying to like how your mate Liam was saying about how. Arteta sort of splits the pitch up and makes sure that like plays little mm. ticky tacky ball, doesn't he? Methodical, yeah. yeah. Same with Bielsa, isn't it? So I think that could be could be quite a tactical battle. Obviously, it's like a. I know we have Pep versus Bielsa early in the season, but um, Arteta is very much from the Pep ilk, isn't he? Like he's, mm. you know, he's taken a lot from his time there at City. So I think um, could be quite a I mean, tactical
1: battle. That, yeah. The major difference is that. Uh, Leeds can score goals at the moment. Mm. Arsenal, Arsenal are looking pretty uh, barren in terms of creativity and stuff like that.
0: They are no, I mean up front. there, I mean it's kind of what happens, isn't it? When you had such a reliance on Aubameyang for all of last season and stuff, mm. and then like you end up not really having. Of course, players are always going to have ups and downs in form, aren't they? So like, yeah, I think uh, I think they're struggling with that kind of in that respect but you know
1: mm-hmm. and then um sunday night we got liverpool leicester which could be a decent game too yeah i think i think
0: liverpool will be really up for it i think they're um i think they're going to be i think they'll be. them i really do i think after um a couple of like against um city and then who did he play the week before which they didn't look great but they still got a win uh, it was West Ham. Oh yeah, so they won two one against West Ham, didn't they? But they didn't look like amazing for a lot of that game. And mm. but I do think, yeah, this, that's the kind of classic game that the Klopp's going to have again. Don't want to, don't want to have a go at the at the the scheduling. But Liverpool on a Sunday night got a nice nice long break, haven't they? After the international break, so he'll have them really drilled. He will to uh, mm. to make sure that the uh... he knows what Leicester are going to do. The Unfortunately, Leicester are quite one-dimensional now, aren't they? they kn- you know that they're going to hit you on the counter. If you can yeah. counter that, which which I think Klopp probably can, then uh, I think uh, yeah, probably going to be winning. Uh... I think that about wraps it up. Yeah, no, I think it does, guys. I think it does. Uh, another another week, like you said, put the episode on our backs this week. And uh, nah, that was good. That was mate. That was uh, that was it's a good right. effort, I think. Yeah. Made, made right, a yeah, Good bit of chatting shit for at least an hour there, mate. So you know. <laughs> got a load of stuff to cut out.
1: <laughs> it's probably worth maybe mentioning for the 10 to 15 people that will listen to this episode that we are on social media now. We are. And, uh, and we're really going to make a concerted effort to actually...
0: <laughs> I am definitely going to make a concerted effort to help James more with social media and actually put more shit out there on social media. So look out for us. Uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, give us a give us a review even even if you just do some stars mint nice one if you listen to us on spotify go over to apple podcast do a little do a little star review it takes like five minutes guys and we'd really really appreciate it but um yeah that's been uh that's been the away end
1: 13 thanks very much guys